Dynasty Football Factory and the Dynasty Football Network. That's James the Brain. I like corn nuts. That's Travis <laughs> the Beard. Um, I just want to let the record show that Blake Bortles is still bad at football. I'm John Hogan. This is Super Flexible. Man, coming in hard with the F's again, that F sound. Yeah, I'm just feeling the F's this week. <laughs> F it. I don't know. Just, just F it. We are finishing up our top six top sixes. We laid out our list last week, and uh, or last episode, and we got through half of them, and now we're going to finish them up, starting with you, Travis. All right, so we got... My top six post-combine rookie running backs. I updated them a little bit. So I've got Saquon Barkley, Darius Geis, Nick Chubb cemented as number three like he was before the combine. And then I've actually got Royce Freeman at number four. Uh, Sonny Michel, number five. And number six is John Kelly. James, you got some hate for me? Not not a lot. I mean, obviously your Royce Freeman take I think is... Uh, different than most I don't I haven't seen him as top five for most but um, outside of that man no not really I mean and and I don't hate Royce Freeman I think he's definitely in that ranking where he could be a top five running back but he could be 15 in this class I think I think it's that jumbled um, you know once you get to certain certain spots here so I, I mean I could definitely see it and I love the fact that John Kelly's number six you know that so um yeah no I don't I don't really hate it at all to be honest with you I like Ronald Jones more than you do but um other than that no I mean I, I think it's I think it's a pretty solid list Travis yep I'm good with it um I love seeing John Kelly moving up people's rankings so uh yeah I'm I'm on board James, James hates it yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, John Kelly sucks, guys. Don't take him. Yeah. <laughs> James thought he was going to be a third-round rookie pick. Yeah, no, I, I don't yeah. know if that's the case anymore. But no, yeah. no, it probably isn't. But Yeah, especially when he lands in an awesome spot. So, all right, James. Like the Chargers. Oh, I think that's where Rojo. <laughs> that would suck. Rojo's useless on that team. Anyways. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 all right um so i guess i'm up huh uh my next one is top six television shows of all time i already know dude i already know twitter is gonna give me flack for this but i'm gonna go i'm just gonna rattle off my top six number six seinfeld i watched seinfeld for a long time um and i've seen every episode several times the show is so solid great excellent writing cast is perfect um, number five for me is The Office. The Office is great. And I tell you what, I, I have seen a lot of it's episodes of The Office sporadically. And uh, yeah, and it probably is too low because I don't think I've seen every episode yet. I've really been binging it lately. It's so good. And and so it definitely has, it, it definitely can move up for me. Um, number four for me is The Simpsons. Dude, it's been around for so long. Like I, I've... Every time I turn on The Simpsons, it's solid. It, it, maybe it's never great, and maybe, but it's never horrible. It's like one of those things where if there's nothing to watch, I can turn on The Simpsons, and I'll be happy. I'm good yep. with it. So to me, it's just solid. It's always there, and uh, it's, it's, it's that rock, you know? Yeah. Um, number three for me is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Huge fan of that show. Oh. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know that there's an episode I've seen where I haven't laughed out loud at least once. I mean, it's that good to me. Um, 
some of this stuff is absolutely outrageous, um, and there's a lot of people who don't care for it for that reason. I really like it. Um, number two is The Wire. Um, I thought The Wire was fantastic. If you have not watched The Wire, do yourself a favor and watch it. It is phenomenal. The characters there, the story, everything there is just really, really good. Kind of gives you an insight into kind of what it was like being a uh, police officer in the late 90s um, because they definitely had some challenges, um, you know, doing some, some some of the things that they were asked to do with, with very limited uh, resources. So, um, And number one for me is uh, Battlestar Galactica. Excellent show, um, yeah, yeah. It, Dark it, uh, horse, yeah. It, yeah, that's that's <laughs> it it, it's it's my number one, and it's it's not even close for me. Um, I no, I uh, I I definitely think that uh, it, I'm a sucker for this show because it's one of those things where you can watch one episode and you're totally, um, you know, they have they have issues that you just like. You're 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 on one side of that issue. You agree with certain characters, and the very next episode, you're agreeing with totally different characters on a totally different separate issue that you never would have thought, you know, like would have been an issue. And it's just, it's, it's really good. If you've never watched the show, I definitely recommend it. Um, it gets better as it goes. The first season is a little bit slower, but once you get into it, season two is fantastic. And if you, it's, it's really, really good. And it's one of those things that just keeps you kind of, all the characters evolve really well. And it just kind of keeps you keeps you guessing and keeps you thinking on what's going to happen next. So I really enjoy it. So that's my top six. What do you guys think? I really want to use the Revenge of the Nerds gif right now. <laughs> <laughs> that Battlestar Galactica take is yeah, hot, hot yeah. fire. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was on board um, with all of it. I felt like uh, I thought that Always Sunny at number three was going to be the, the stretch, the reach. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, and which it's a great show by the way but um yeah that one over like the simpsons in the office was uh that felt like the hot take and then here comes battlestar galactica to steal the show yeah it's really interesting too because i've never been into a whole lot of the sci-fi stuff you know but um Mm -hmm. but for some reason i that show just really resonated with me and it was it's one of those that i like i'd binge watch you know i'd watch like eight episodes even though after the fifth i'm like i have to get to bed i'm gonna go to sleep and then like the sixth (laughs) after yeah at the end of it it's like whoa i gotta see what you know like it was it was that like engaging for me like it was one of those shows i just i couldn't stop watching until i absolutely had to so yeah i i um i'm sure i'm in the minority there but we'll see I'm, i'm sure there's some truthers too that'll That'll let me know after hearing hearing this pod. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I've I'll, I'll be honest. I've never seen Battlestar Galactica, so I couldn't speak to it anyways without having given it a fair chance. But the rest of those, yeah. Are... My larger issue is the office being too low, always sunny being too high. This the lack of Game of Thrones and. Futurama, in my opinion. Yeah, future Futurama but, definitely. I I could I could see you making Futurama is great. So I I could I I mean I really struggled with putting Seinfeld at six. I probably could have put Futurama there. So I don't I don't mind that at all. The Office is one of those things. Like I said, like I haven't finished watching The Office, and so I feel like by the time I'm finished watching The Office, it'll probably move up a little bit. So yeah, I, I could see that too. But it's all good. But Game of Thrones is, is a great is a great show too. But now I, I, 
I think it would be towards Game of Thrones might be number one. Oh man, yeah, no, I, I don't think I can do that. But <laughs> but I do, I do. There are certain aspects of that show that I I think are fantastic. The fact that they don't mind killing off a character that you don't see coming is just awesome. Like it's awesome. It's unprecedented what that show will do. Like to their cast, like you just someone will just die and you whoa, like you know, three seasons of that guy, like he's just gone and you know the middle of season four or something. It's just crazy. All right, here we go. Top six running backs worth owning in 2018. Whoa, John, there's six running backs <laughs> worth owning in 2018. Are you sure? Oh, no. There might be a little more than that, but these are the these are the best of the best, and you guys are going to nice. hit this list. Oh, Saquon Barkley so, is going to be number one, I'm sure. Right, Travis? <laughs> Should be. Saquon Barkley is way out of my price range. He does not make an appearance on this list. David Johnson, though, sneaks in at number six, even though I'm very unlikely to own him anywhere. But he's going, he's headed for a bounce back year. He's dropped in everybody's rankings because he had a hand injury, which is going to have absolutely no bearing on the season he's about to have. Wrist. If you insist, uh, wrist injury, okay. (laughs) <laughs> if, if you insist on taking a running back early, David Johnson is your guy. That's the only one that I'll accept. So, so that that's super interesting to me. You would take DJ over Todd Gurley? I've, uh, yeah, yeah, I believe I would. Wow. Yeah. yeah. For the record, I have him ranked higher than Todd Gurley too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and me as the Cardinals fan has him lower. That's interesting. Yeah. He I mean he's he's older. He's 25 already. Not that that's old, but he's older. Mm-hmm. Um that offense could absolutely be putrid. Uh so yeah, I mean I don't know. That's that's super interesting. They're close, but yeah. It's interesting that you would advocate for him over some of these other guys. Yeah. Well, part of it is I think that you can get David Johnson at a at more of a value. I mean, Todd Gurley's in some in some in some startup drafts. Todd Gurley's going first overall, which is ridiculous. He's not. Yeah, I think his ADP is like one hundred three though, and I think DJ's ADP is like one hundred eight. Yeah. See, so I mean, if you missed on. If you're if you are stuck kind of near the back end of the first round and you missed on those wide receivers and I mean especially in a one quarterback league, something like that, and David Johnson's still there. I mean with David Johnson you get a number one running back and a number two wide receiver all built into one. So yeah, for me, if they if it all just kind of depends on the way the first round is falling, but David Johnson at the back end of the first round, I'm fine with that. I'm what I'm not fine with is passing on a, a long-term option at wide receiver for Todd Gurley, who is not going to do anywhere near what he did last year in 2018. So, anyways, number five, Chris Carson is the best back in Seattle since pre-injury Marshawn Lynch. Number four, TJ Yeldon, pass-catching back in an improving offense and a capable backup to, in, to an injury-prone starter. Well, not injury-prone, but a guy with weak ankles. Thank you. 
yeah, we we don't like that term here, but a, a, nagging injuries. Yeah, a guy with na- nagging injuries. Thank you. Number three, Kenneth Dixon, the most talented back in Baltimore, where they want wow. to run the ball. He's going to start off as a pass catcher, and he's going to push Alex Collins off the field. And I don't believe they're going to address running back in this draft. Number two, Jay Ajayi. He averaged almost eight yards per carry in limited work, and now he absorbs LeGarrette Blunt's workload. And number one, Aaron Jones, a super cheap breakout candidate with high-end, that's right, high-end RB1 upside. Oh, boy. You, uh... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you really want to make this a long podcast, don't you? I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to. Outside of Aaron Jones and David Johnson, um, I I wouldn't buy any of those guys. And you, I don't <laughs> think you could give me Chris Carson at this point. Like, <laughs> it I, is so hilarious uh, to me that the six running backs that you would like to own uh-huh. include... Kenneth Dixon, yeah. Chris Carson, yep, and TJ Yeldon. Who's the other one? No, I'm on board with that. Yeah, Jay yeah, Jay. he is. Jay Ajayi. Oh, that yeah. was the other one. Yeah, Jay Ajayi probably isn't going like, to fall to me very often either. Mister, I mean, I get the value play for Carson and and Dixon. I guess like Dixon's got to be what like a freaking 19th round pick at this point something like that yeah. so i mean that's fine whatever throw your throw your net at that i guess but <laughs> man like okay i guess you're just buying full into running backs have a short shelf life anyways so give me the guy with degenerative knee issues who has yet to see in a solid workload that's jhi by the way i just don't oh, i don't see that pick i don't see that at all yeah I mean, they, yeah, that's crazy to me, man. But yeah, more power to you. Thank you. I just saw Jai go for. I feel like he was, I feel like I could find better running backs in a in a dumpster than some of those guys. TJ Yeldon, <laughs> like, oh man, you guys are both on board with that guy. Like, ah, yeah, goodness. he was good, man. When he was in uh, this past season, I wasn't a fan. But he looks good. He he just he just looked like it just passed the eye test. You know, statistically, I have a hard time backing it up with all of these guys, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Other than other than DJ, but you you just watch these guys, and every last one of them looks like the type of guy. You know, they look like an electric runner, a violent runner. You know, guys who aren't afraid of contact, they're not going to be easy to take down. You know, and these are these are all guys who are going to find their way onto the field. They're going to be darlings of the coaching staff. And you can get Says them who? super cheap, super late. That's the thing. Uh, well, I mean, says me, but well, <laughs> Kenneth Dixon so, has a long way to go to become the yeah, darling of anything. The, that's a long <laughs> that's, shot. Man. That's like that's saying Zay shot. Jones is going to be the darling in Buffalo after this offseason. Like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Kenneth Dis- Dixon didn't do that exactly. I mean, he—if anything—he yeah. was—he was too committed when he took the PEDs. He was trying too hard to be the best that he could mm. be for his team. Like Doug Martin. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I just saw in one of my leagues. This is quarter point per carry, uh, half PPR superflex. Uh, Jay Ajay was traded for the 111, 2018 111 and 2018 212. Yeah. Yeah, that's no way in hell I would give the one eleven and two twelve for JJ. I wouldn't what? even give the one eleven by itself. Oh, I mean it's kind of the same thing, but <laughs> <laughs> who are you gonna get at one eleven? Nope, there's a whole nother pick there. It's two twelve. Who do you think you're gonna get at one eleven? I don't know, man. Somebody else. Royce Freeman. Uh, I don't I don't well, first of all, I don't know that you're gonna get him there, but second of all, I mean, nobody's going to walk into this situation that Jay Ajayi has. A crowded backfield? Crowded? Corey Clement? That's about it. Not Jay Ajayi is the workhorse there. Uh, We'll see. He never has been. Yeah, he hasn't had to be. I mean, there's absolutely no reason not to run Jay Ajayi into the ground this year. You're right. LeGarrette Blunt is enough of a reason to, to not run J.J. in the ground. They chose to give LeGarrette Blunt carries last year. Yeah, but LeGarrette Blunt's not there anymore. I know, but he was still the best running back on the team, uh, supposedly, last year, and they still wouldn't give him the damn ball. They they rolled out LeGarrette freaking Blunt. Yeah, I don't know, man. They make... just They haven't shown any sort of commitment to this guy at all. They, they let LeGarrette Blunt walk, and they didn't replace him. That's the commitment. Not yet. Uh, I don't see it. And they got Corey, Com- Corey Clement. They got Danell Pumphrey, which obviously he didn't do anything. I mean, there's pieces there. He's not a clear-cut workhorse by any means yet. Is it yeah. possible? Sure. I mean, but... I don't know why you wouldn't. He's in his he's in his walk year. Because he's, he's going to break. He's essentially free. Well, well, uh, when that happens, then sh- the, obviously you stop giving him carries if and when that happens. But right at the moment, I mean, he's healthy and he costs almost nothing and he's going to walk away after this season and try and go get his big contract somewhere else. I don't know why you wouldn't ride him. It's possible. Are you trading the 111 and the 212 for him? Well, of course John yeah, is. He doesn't yeah, value the rookie picks, remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know who you're going to get at 111 that's, that's going to be any better. I really don't. Well, I know for a fact that that's Royce Freeman range all day, every day. So we're talking super flex, right? Because in a in a 1QB, there's no way Royce Freeman makes it that far. I don't know, man. That late first range is definitely... Royce Freeman territory. I mean, if he falls to one eleven, it's because he landed in a situation where he's no, right behind now that's somebody his ADP. in the. Well, okay, but right now means nothing to me because these guys well, aren't right on now teams means yet. he do- exactly right now independent of team. You just said if he fell to one eleven, that means he would be in a bad situation. He's already at one eleven with no situation. Yeah, but that mean that ADP means nothing to me. Why? Why not? It because means nobody's drafting right now. Yeah, yes, they are. God damn it! No, they're not. Uh, why? Why would you? These guys aren't on teams. How are you supposed to know? All right, who to take when gonna, these guys aren't even? Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're up. 
Am I? Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta talk movies now. Okay. Um. All right. So I've got top six overrated movies of all time. Number six, I've got The Prestige. Not a crazy, like, not, I don't know, not this crazy hyped movie, but a lot of people love this movie, and there's definitely some love for it. I just think it's not, it's not as good as everybody thinks it is. It's not that cool. It tries too hard. It's not shocking at all with, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a shallow movie. Anyways, The Prestige, number six. Number five. Uh, this might be a hot take, but The Wizard of Oz uh, comes in number eight overall on IMDb's top 100 greatest movies of all time. Number eight of all time for The Wizard of Oz. I think not. Uh, Terminator 2 came in number 42 ahead of Terminator 1 and ahead of Back to the Future, which is crazy to me. So Terminator oh. 2, not that great. Get this. The Lord of the Rings Return of the King came in as the seventh highest rated movie on IMDb. That was the worst one. That's just shocking. I don't know if that's fan votes or what, but that's just some straight nonsense. Uh, Number two, Schindler's List. Look, I get it. (laughs) We're supposed to like this movie. It's supposed to be this deep real th- but that movie is boring as hell <laughs> and it came in as the sixth best rated movie of all time dude six of all time that's a boring ass movie the last one i might get some some hate for this but the dark knight it's a good movie oh i was with you on all of this until you got to <laughs> dude Ugh. okay but hear me out it's purely it's the same thing as fantasy football, man. It's cost, okay? This The Dark Knight is the fourth highest rated movie of all time on IMDb. Number four? I mean, dude, it's a good movie. But you can't tell me that there's only three better movies in the history of movies than The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm I'm with you. I I love The Dark Knight, but yeah, that's way too high. That's crazy. Yeah, no, you you definitely did your homework here, uh, yeah, Travis. The uh, yeah, I, I I really can't argue. I mean, there's there's a couple movies that I I that are on here that I don't mind, but when you actually kind of put it in perspective where they're ranked, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not drafting any of these movies at their current slots, <laughs> so I think you're right. I think. I think I'd agree Dude, with your entire list. The Wizard yeah. of Oz at number eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that's one of the movies that I, I I'll be honest, I kind of enjoy. I enjoy The Wizard of Oz. There's no way I think it's the eighth best movie. Though. Yeah, I mean, no I'll, way. I'll put it on and make my kids watch it. You know, but <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's a solid list. You you uh, I didn't think you were going to be able to do it, but you got me back on your side pretty fast there sweet it's all about opportunity cost with john that's right (laughs) all right well i'm up next and i'm gonna win over john because this entire list is a is based around (laughs) john and so we know that you know 
John loves nothing more than John. So um, <laughs> this next list is oh the top God, of that's six. So true. It's so true. <laughs> You're lucky he doesn't have a mute button, Travis. You're so lucky. All right. So <laughs> this list is the top six things I that do. John has said on the Super Flexible Podcast. All right. <laughs> All right, number six. I'm going to have to give some uh, some context here for some of these. So, on number six, basically, um, Travis, uh, when you know, whenever John announces us, he announces that's James the Brain, that's Travis the Beard, you know, and he goes through that. Well, there was an episode when he announced me uh, with my first and last name, but didn't call me the Brain, but did refer to you as the Beard, and so I kind of called John out on it a little bit, and John's response was this, and I quote. Travis's beard is just so freaking prominent. I sometimes forget your brain is too. That's number six on the list, and I just wanted to bring that up because John. Sometimes this, I think that you forget about my brain being so prominent. So it, I wanted this to be on the list so you remember. All right? the, the I think the rest of the quote was: if you were to wear your brain on your face on the outside, on the outside, yeah, it would be. It, it would be. be that's the type of prominent that actually that actually gets some traction with me. I have to be able to see that. Bad yeah, boy. yeah, that, and that you're absolutely right. That was that was the, the next thing that came out of your mouth was that I should wear my brain on the outside of my head. Yep. yep. Um, okay, so number five. This one's very recent, and uh, this was uh, during the introduction when you introduced. That's James the Brain. That's Travis the Beard. I'm John the Crucified, and this is the Super Flexible Podcast. Um, obviously, John the Crucified, that, uh, that, that, that rang with me pretty well. I, I enjoyed that one. So that's, that's, that comes in at number five, John. See, some um, self-deprecation. It yeah, 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 it was good. It was good. It was good. You, uh, you then went on to uh, pretty much compare yourself as the, uh, uh, the Super Flexible Jesus uh, you know, <laughs> sacrificing for your for our sins. So I, we're not going to go too much into You're that welcome. because I'm going to burst into flames if we do. So, <laughs> so let's go to number four. Number four, we're referring to Odell Beckham Jr. and some of the recent trouble he's gotten into. And John's quote was, he was caught in front of a mountain of nose candy, which <laughs> I think was pretty accurate, but a very interesting way and colorful way to describe Odell Beckham's situation. Um, and so I, I enjoyed that. Now, the top three to me, like all three of these are fantastic. But number three, and Travis, you and I definitely, this this blew up into something a little bit more than it should have been. But we were talking about Juju Smith-Schuster and how he's one of your favorite players. And he had just recently did something because his bike was stolen, right? And after he scored, what did he do? John said he chains up the exercycle. Do you remember that, Travis? John... John quoted that by saying, yeah, he chained up the exercycle, which... Then was, uh, was I mean, we, we went off track for a while on that podcast, looking up exercycles and seeing what an exercycle was and pictures, and that was, that was fun. So the exercycle one was good. Number two for me comes in on our tight end episode, our infamous tight oh, end no. episode. <laughs> yep, and John was referring to, um, to Gronk and maybe some of his favorite uh, drinks. And John's quote was four loco snow cones and boo gronky. <laughs> so that one to me was uh, one that stuck with me. I, I enjoyed that very much. And uh, that comes in at number two. 
the four loco snow cones to me is still a fantastic idea. I, I, <laughs> I, now, the number one, the number one quote for things that John has said on the Superflex podcast. This one's a little disappointing to me because it didn't come with Travis and I on the on the show. We weren't in this episode. This was kind of a bonus episode with uh, the co-hosts uh, that you had previously with Jake Anderson and um, and Addison. And this one to me was I, – I, I went back and listened to it three times because I thought it was really funny. So you guys were talking about how cartoons in the past um, used to be – you know they, they weren't so political. And your quote was – Looney Tunes was like sometimes racist, <laughs> and you went on to uh, to tell us a little bit about. Uh, do you remember this, John? Do you remember what you where you went next? I do remember Speedy yeah. Gonzalez. Speedy the ultimate, Gonzalez, the ultimate stereotype. <laughs> yep, Speedy Gonzalez. He's friends with everyone's sister, and that's something that you said or something. Oh, it was really good. I I laughed and laughed and laughed and rewound it about four times, and I couldn't believe that you uh, you you actually said that Looney Tunes was like sometimes racist. So I enjoyed it, and now I have some analysis to do the next time I watch Looney Tunes. So there's there's my list of top six things. John has said on the Superflex pod. That's awesome. It man. was it was a different time when the Looney Tunes could get away with saying things like <laughs> Speedy Gonzalez is friends with my sister. Speedy is friends with everyone's sister. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, just ridiculous. All right. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so that was that was mostly very fun. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's see if I can uh, bank a few more here. So my next list, the top six of everything, and uh, there won't be any running backs on this list either, just in case you were wondering. Don't hold your breath. <sighs> hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by gtbets.eu, an official sponsor of the Super Flexible Podcast and the Dynasty Football Network. Are you looking to get some action in on today's games? Head over to gtbets.eu for all of your sports betting needs with updated odds covering all major sports. The bottom line, gtbets.eu will have you placing your first bet within minutes with their simple-to-use registration process. So register now and earn up to $500 in free money. Simply add Superflex in the referred by field to get the highest possible welcome bonus. That's Superflex, all one word, for your welcome bonus at gtbets.eu. Top six of everything. Number six, maraschino cherries. I'll get Froyo, and I don't, I don't, that I don't even like, and I'm even willing to call it Froyo, just so I can load it with maraschino cherries on top. That's, I don't really that care might, what the flavor is. That might be the worst take you've ever had in the history of yeah, the show. Yeah, that's gross, John. That is <laughs> gross. On. you got to be that's kidding disgusting. me. I left it's, your running back It's alone. practically formaldehyde. <laughs> is it? I don't know. <laughs> that was on the... That, <laughs> I don't know. Back to one of James's lists. Uh, that was it. There was an episode of The Simpsons where uh, Sideshow Mel said, It's not even an actual kind of cherries. It's a way of preparing them. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, number five. 80s music, 90s movies, 2000s TV. Number four. Beer pong with NBA Jam and foreplay rules. 
Number three, the perfectly timed, that's what she said. Number two, <laughs> Nintendo 64, specifically Mario Kart 64, WCW versus NWO. And here's a hot take for you. Conquer's Bad Fur Day is better than Goldeneye. I've and literally the number never heard one, of that game. Oh, it's so good. On uh, multiplayer mode, like you play on Goldeneye, yeah. Conker's is awesome. You can get a sniper rifle and pick off little teddy bears. So good. And number one, making a one-handed catch like Odell Beckham, draining a 30-foot putt, or backing a trailer into a tight space without resetting with witnesses. That That's... It's a solid list, John. Outside of the cherry, the cherries, man, that's that's. This should be a top five, and you should just drop the cherries. But other than that, other than that, I can't do it. I, everything everything else really solid, really solid. I I definitely enjoy uh, the Nintendo sixty four, especially when Mario Kart was just awesome. Like that was great. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just fantastic. No, I mean, the whole list outside of that that uh, the Maraschino cherry list. Yeah, so one was was good. So maraschino cherries are mm. fresh royal cherries that are bleached with calcium chloride and sulfur dioxide until they no. turn yellow and lose their natural flavor. They're then marinated in high fructose corn syrup and red number four food coloring for upwards of three weeks. Perfect. They're not so like cherries a- anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> they also well, come in, maraschino cherries come in yellow, lemon, orange, mm-hmm. passion fruit, green, lime, and blue, wild berry. They're not Whoa. fruit. They're dyed, they're bleached and dyed, used to be fruit, saturated in high fructose corn syrup. Huh. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I think the flavor, but I had no idea that all those other uh, flavors existed. Yeah, now you just want to go eat them all, don't you? I'm not getting anywhere. Opens a with whole this. new world for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're just you're just augmenting. You go eat. You go point. eat a green and a blue cherry and tell me you feel great about it, man. That's disgusting. <laughs> Dude, you could call it whatever you want. If it's if it's a froyo topping, you know, like that's that's all that matters, right? It doesn't matter what it's called. <laughs> But yeah, I still think they're disgusting. But but yeah, that's that's fine, I guess. Fair enough. All right, more for me. Sorry, I'm trying to share this picture with you guys. <laughs> of maraschino cherries, you don't have to do that. I'm going to. <laughs> Please don't. You're going to ruin them for John. I'm going like to. Not... <laughs> I'm going to ruin them for him. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point of that? Why do you want to ruin this for me? Oh man! Okay. Oh, dude, oh. the the green ones look gross. <laughs> Lime flavored, yeah, that's nasty. Oh, so do the blue ones, though. Jeez, dude, ah. they used to be cherries, and they die. They bleach them, and then dye them. Bleached the flavor right out of them, and then gave them a better flavor. That's brilliant. <laughs> it's like the. It's like the. God, I love living <laughs> in the first world. No. Sh- Man, I would eat broccoli if they did that. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Maraschino blueberry broccoli? <laughs> I mean, we oh, do that gross. with all other food. Why not those? Yeah, you're not supposed... That's the point, though. We're supposed, <laughs> to, supposed, rebel to, about yeah. the, we're supposed to rebel against these 
quote unquote foods, man. John, you you told John that, and he was just like, oh shit, now I, now I got to try all these flavors. Yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> you've opened a whole new world to me now. Well, if McDonald's can do it. <laughs> Oh man! All right, Travis. Top six of Travis. No, top six quarterbacks. Oh yeah. So this is just yeah, a, QB needy teams. Yeah, this is just the list to to kind of maybe see where these quarterbacks are going to go and what's going to happen. But yeah, top six QB needy teams in order. Number one, Buffalo. Even more so than Cleveland or the Jets. Buffalo has nothing. They've got AJ McCarron. And Nathan Peterman, and that's it. So there's one thousand percent chance that there's going to be a rookie starting under center for them, in my opinion. Um, they've got picks twelve and twenty-two. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them move into the top five. Number two, I've got Arizona, uh, mainly because they they've got Sam Bradford, um, which I'm. I mean, if he can stay healthy, I love – you guys probably know this at this point. I love Sam Bradford. I think he's very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, we can get it – like, again, we're back to – he's not he's not injury prone, right? But he's got a knee that's effed up. That's different. He's got a degenerative knee that could and probably will continue to cause problems for him in his career. So I'm not banking on that. I – I don't. I also don't think they're going to trade up or make some big move into the top five. So I'm kind of disappointed. But anyways, uh, number three, I've got New York Jets. They got McCown and Bridgewater, but they've also got pick number three, uh, which I believe they just acquired from Indy, if I remember correctly. Um. So I I think they take another rookie there, and McCown might have half a year starting. Maybe depends on how the rookie does. Anyways. Uh, number four is where Cleveland comes in, James, believe it or not. And it's because of the Tyrod Taylor signing uh, that they are less needy than these other teams because Tyrod is serviceable and could start for them if they need him to. I don't think that's going to happen like we talked about. I think we made a bet. We never decided what the terms were, but we made a bet that if they draft a QB at one or four, that I think Tyrod Taylor will start less than eight games in 2018. Um, so I still think they address the position, obviously. They need to, but they're still less needy than those other three teams, in my opinion. Number five is the New York Giants. Uh, I hate Eli Manning. I think he's bad. I don't care. At me on Twitter, whatever. Wow. They need to address that position. I mean, he's bad now. I mean, he's he has no business being a franchise quarterback at this point in his career. They need to address that position for sure. Uh, number six is Miami. Uh, leads into a little bit of what I was talking about earlier as far as just selling Ryan Tannehill and Superflex well while everybody still thinks he has a starting quarterback job because I don't think that's going to happen for very much longer. And I think they could be one of those dark horse teams to move up and, and take their quarterback of the future. Wow. Yeah, man, uh, that's a solid list. I, I, I agree with you on all those teams. I'm a little disappointed that Jacksonville didn't make this list. But now that I realize... Um, I really from wanted your, to. Your earlier, I really wanted to. Well, from to. your earlier list, now that I realize that you think uh, Blake Bortles is an ADP darling and that you're you're super high on him, it doesn't shock me while, uh, whoa, why, uh, whoa, whoa, why they're whoa, not whoa, on whoa. here. <laughs> but as for me, I'm not buying, all right? I still think Bortles is garbage, so... 
Um, I do that's too. Just my I just take, don't think though. they draft a first round quarterback this year. That's all. Okay, Bobby. Uh, I mean, I mean, Travis. Uh, wow. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So it's interesting to uh, to not hear Baltimore, maybe Cincinnati. Those are teams that I would put ahead of the New York Giants personally, and Miami for sure is more QB needy than the Giants at this point. My own personal opinion, but so. And the reason that Baltimore isn't on there is mainly because Joe Flacco is one hundred percent their starting quarterback for at least another year, or for at least two more years. Sorry, mm-hmm. he's still. I mean, there's no. They can't get out from under that contract until twenty twenty. Yeah, they still need to. But yeah, but they can't. <laughs> yeah, but they need to. <laughs> I, I guess they could. I mean, in in twenty nineteen. Yeah, he's got a salary of eighteen point five million, and then a dead cap of sixteen million. So they're only saving two and a half million by cutting him. After that's after two years from now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they want, they can trade him to the Browns with a second round pick for like a sixth round pick, and there the Browns go. will take the second round <laughs> yeah. pick, take on the salary, and then cut him. So there you go. that's always something. Bill Osweiler him. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, the old Osweiler. They got Osweiler. Right. Uh, we got James, your last one, right? Yeah, my last one. My top six of Travis's top six takes. Hey. So, <laughs> so here we go, Travis. Been taking All diligent right. notes this whole episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Number six is selling C.J. Anderson pre-draft. I, I love this take. C.J. Anderson had a 1,000-yard season. If you try to move him, that's what you do. You, you bring that up. Oh, Denver's starting running back. Had over 1,000 yards last year. You know, definitely worth this high second-round pick, you know, or whatever you could try to get for him, whatever you try to sell him for, sell him now because I think his value only goes down as it goes uh, into the draft season. What if Saquon Barkley does pass, slip past four, you know, and goes to five, Denver takes him, you know? I mean, C.J. Anderson's definitely a sell now. So I think that was a great take, Travis. Um, number five is Terminator 2 being one of the most overrated films. And look, I like the Terminator uh, series. It was great. But, dude, over Back to the Future, as soon as you said that, I was like, that is so ridiculous that IMB has that ranked <laughs> as as over ahead of Back to the Future. Any of them. Like, you know, Back to the – just that's that's insane. So, yeah, no, that's that's a solid take. You did your homework on that. Uh, number four was one that you just brought up. I like the Cardinals being number two on QB needy teams. I know that you're a Cardinals fan, and I really feel like, like you said, I mean, I, we're not going to use injury prone, but, um, you know, Sam Bradford it does have trouble staying healthy from time to time. Um, and, you know, your backup's Mike Glennon. I, I don't think there's a long-term solution there. I think I think the Cardinals, and I would love to see Josh Allen end up with Arizona just because Travis would hate it. But anyways, that's that's number Dude, four I'll quit, there. I'll quit football. Oh, no. All right, well, we can't have that. <laughs> but <laughs> All right, um, number three was Nick Foles um, being on that uh, that uh, your list there that you had for uh, top six ADP values. The 14th round? Like, you're absolutely right. Nick Foles is going to start somewhere probably this year. Once I, I really feel like it, once the Eagles feel comfortable that Carson Wentz is going to be ready week one, that's when you deal Nick Foles. And that could be in the preseason. And we've seen preseason trades happen with quarterbacks lately um, where, you know, quarterbacks are dealt in the preseason. You know, uh, Jacoby Brissett this last year. You know, it happens. 
you know, you need a quarterback, your starter goes down, you, you know, your backup's not good enough. To get Nick Foles in there, a guy who won the Super Bowl, yeah, absolutely. I'm all about drafting him in round 14. Take him around 13 so you can get, you know, make sure you get him. Shoot. And I, I think that's great. So, yeah, that's that's number three for me. Number two, and it pained me to put this one number two, was having John Kelly number six on your post-combine rookie running back rankings. You know how high I am on John Kelly, but he's he's number six for me too. Um, so uh, I you know I, I love him being there, obviously, and uh, I, I've been really high on him throughout this process. So hearing that you were too, really, uh, I, I thought was great. So um, yeah, props and number to one, you, man, you turned me on to him, and I watched I watched his film and solidified that opinion for sure. Yeah, and and that's that's the cool thing is that um, you know being able to watch film and kind of look at some of these guys. Um, it's always fun because you kind of feel like, you know, you go to bat for some of these guys because of what you see. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, we're all going to be wrong, but when you're right, when you nail that and you can go, man, you know, you can high five your buddy and go, man, we, we called that, you know, we were on that train. It's always kind of fun. You know, it just makes it, you know, it makes it worth watching the film and doing all that, that you do in the off season. But, um, but my, okay. So your number one take here and Travis, I'm going to probably butcher the name, but for the top beards, you had Alessandro Manfredini. And, dude, that guy's beard is fantastic. Not only that, not only that, but here's why he's number one, right? I was kind of looking looking him up on Facebook, and he's a model, but it's pretty much he, – he pretty much made his career based around his beard. Yep. Dude, that is unprecedented. That's that's how good his beard is. His beard is so good that he built a career, a successful career around his beard. That's how awesome his beard is. So <laughs> if you guys haven't haven't seen it, you guys got to look this guy up and check out his beard. It is that impressive. Alessandro Manfredini. He's even got the word man in his last name. <laughs> yeah, like like I mean, you weren't manly enough having that awesome beard, but then that you know the name of just awesomeness, like that guy just yeah, he's yeah, you definitely found a guy that belongs on that list, no doubt, no doubt, awesome. <laughs> All right, John, what do you say? Top six sixes. All right, let's do it. The top six sixes. Top six six number six, Nikki six. Whoa. That was a that was <laughs> bassist and songwriter for Motley Crue. He wrote all of their best songs. Um, and it's a tight race between him and Mick Mars for least douchey band member. And Tommy Lee and Vince Neil don't even make it out of the gates. Um, they were probably <laughs> distracted by boobs or something. The, the Dude, best I, thing... I met Tommy Lee. Yeah. Oh, how, how'd that go? I was like, how many I showers was like, did it take? <laughs> I was like eleven <laughs> or twelve, and I met him at Lake Powell. We were on a houseboat, and he was on a houseboat. It may or may not have been the houseboat where he made the sex tape with Pamela Anderson. And oh, I bet it was. It, yeah, he was on a houseboat, oh, and it was in the right time frame. And we we both pulled up to this like port or this dock, I guess is what it's called, where they like. You get out and you gas up and you get ice cream and treats or whatever and you get back in your houseboat type of thing. It's yeah. only it's only accessible by boat. And right. we just both happen to be there. And I actually have a picture of douchey little 12-year-old me with bleached blonde hair and Tommy Lee. And he was holding a bag of corn chips. Or no, corn nuts. He was holding corn nuts. Is that what they're called? What are they called? Yeah. Yeah, corn nuts. Corn nuts. Yeah, ranch-flavored right? yeah. corn nuts. 
Huh. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Something tells me bleach blonde hair Travis is the second douchiest guy in that picture, at least. <laughs> Easily. By yeah. far. Yeah. You're right. My yeah. friend John yeah, it's my not friend a John Leeds was in that picture too, so you're right. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. That's why I was no yeah. I'm joking. I don't even know what John Leeds is. Number five of the top six sixes is six flags. The lines are ridiculous, but the rides are generally worth it, except that roller coaster that was made in the fifties, like made out of wood. And you can Colossus. see Colossus. Yeah. Well, ours is called something different. It's like the tornado or something like that, cyclone or something. But, oh, ours okay. is the American Eagle. Yeah. You no can way, see really? it flex when the coaster goes by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And six, yeah. six Flags Magic Mountain in Southern California is Colossus. It was, it was <laughs> legit scary. You're right. It was a scary ride to go on. Yeah, and not because of the speed or the drops or anything. Just, just because, rickety like, as hell. <laughs> there's, there's a, yeah, there's literally a chance. There's a legitimate chance that this thing could fall apart while you're in it. That's Just so finally funny. turn to dust. I don't know why we can't make anything make those things as something sturdier. Like we can, the, it's 2000, 2018. We can put a monkey on Mars. We can't fix those. We can't make those things out of something other than toothpicks and chewed gum. But anyway, Six Flags is still still really cool. I, I got a quick question though for Six Flags. Do do you guys uh, the the Six Flags over by you? Does that thing run backwards during uh, Halloween? Oh, I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know if that. I one don't does. know. I I think ours used to uh, years ago, and like that was even more terrifying because you could like you you couldn't see what was coming, and you knew that it was bad, and everything was rickety and shaking, <laughs> and it was it was te- very. I mean, that was terrifying. So it's probably a, like a general safe rule to go by: never go on any rides that are running backwards for any reason. all right number four of the top six sixes the sixth sense the movie not the phenomenon i just i i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it yet i'll just say i did not see that coming number three of the top six sixes (laughs) baker mayfield jersey number and superflex adp ayo yeah to my my personal favorite and I've definitely I'll fully admit that I've been influenced on this podcast and it doesn't happen often but it happened with Baker Mayfield. This is my favorite quarterback going into this rookie draft. You've been influenced oh, by who, John? Man. Oh, Don't make me say it. You guys. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Uh, it's me it's me i did that this is this is not the official take of the super flexible podcast we do majority rules we're working i will not i will not sit back and listen to this baker mayfield number one qb garbage it's not happening he's gonna be so good unless he goes to cleveland then yay baker (laughs) there you go uh number two of the top six six is the sixth round tom brady terrell davis antonio brown Plus, Tyrod Taylor, Pierre Garçon, Delaney Walker, Mike Anderson, Alfred Morris. It's better than the sixth overall pick, by the way, which was Julio Jones, Tim Brown, Torrey Holt, Kellen Winslow. So they do okay in PPR. But look at these quarterbacks. Trent Dilfer, David Klinger, and then at running back, they'd have Lawrence Phillips. And that was the only running back ever taken sixth overall in the draft. Yeah, I call poo-poo on this stat. What? 
how many what's your sample size uh all time oh okay <laughs> <laughs> well you got you've got one pick one, one pick, pick in every draft compared picks. to exactly. an entire round yep. yeah exactly. not to I mention the that. fact that how so, many Bronco running backs did you did you just name? Oh, damn! Mike Mike Anderson, Terrell, Terrell Davis, Orlando <laughs> Gary taken in the sixth round. Like, how many converted fullbacks did they just turn into thousand yard backs that were in the sixth round? Like, jeez! You pick any round of the draft. <laughs> if you get all thirty two picks from ten years, you get a yeah. player pool of three hundred and twenty players. Versus a player pool of ten players from any pick, you're gonna have more yeah, hits. Yeah, I, you you would have to think. I guess, but these are in the these picks are in the hundreds. We're talking six overall. Yeah, but you overall. get three hundred and twenty cracks at it versus ten cracks at it. Of course, yeah, you're gonna have a higher even, success rate. Uh, but it's not even close. I mean, how many those? Of course, it's not. That, you're dealing with thirty times the sample. Uh, but it's a sixth round. <laughs> like nobody's even paying attention anymore. Just like, it is still uh, pretty give, insane. Give me, like, give me whoever's the closest. Oh, that the, the gangly, anatomically neutral quarterback from Michigan. I'll take him. Next thing you know, you've got six Super Bowls. Okay, yeah, that is insane. When you listed some of those, Antonio Brown too. Antonio Brown, like, that's that's yeah. crazy. Terrell Davis in two thousand yards. You pull the same. You pull the same stats from the fifth round or the seventh round. I guarantee you, you've got numerically more hits than one random pick. Maybe are you going to get Tom Brady, Terrell Davis, and Antonio Brown in any other round though? That that argument is well. No, they only went in the a, sixth it, round, so there's no yeah. way you could. That whole mindset. Yeah. I can't is pull just fifth round and have Tom Brady. Thank you. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> That's like the All most right. backward. Moving on. Ass. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> and the number one top six sixes is a six pack of beer for so many reasons. It's a great way to taste a new kind of beer. It's a it's a great way to act like you're actually contributing to when you go to a party. Just bring a six pack and it looks like you actually brought something. Yeah, six pack of beer is where it's at. It's the perfect the perfect amount for whatever you're trying to do. Even in my case, after every single one of these episodes, turning off all the lights, curling up in a corner, drinking myself to sleep through the tears. <laughs> I'm glad I can be part of that. You know that. what? Thank I'm you. not gonna lie. That no, no, is thank you. the absolute perfect way to end this show. Couldn't agree with you <laughs> yeah, more. That's it's and I love I love picturing you turning off this microphone after we're done and going into a dark <laughs> just, corner just and crying. chugging a six pack by yourself. Yeah, <laughs> just crying hard. I can barely even Travis swallow was the so beer. right so many times. <laughs> I just, how do you get like that? You always like that. He was so right about Baker Baker Mayfield. Wait, wait a minute. Saquon Barkley is the best. Oh God, John, you only do that one once a week on Monday. Well, all right, you have no idea how us Cleveland Browns fans live. All right, let me tell you. All right, off the air, I'm going to tell you what happens. All right, because you'll feel a whole lot better about yourself. Don't worry. Good ending, John. Uh, all right. Well, that was that was a lot of fun. 
Um, we're going to wrap it up and again say thank you to everyone who voted for us and everybody who listens and supports us. It, uh, it's, it's truly an honor. At a, there's so many great podcasts out there. I personally have a, a rotation of about 20 of them. And uh, I have a, I would venture to guess that there are some that I haven't even found yet that are excellent. So for us to to uh, to receive this honor is just it it just it blows us away. Want to thank you on behalf of the other two guys as well. Before we wrap it up, though, I do want to point out real quick that Devi Watch is out. Go get it now. It is going to help you prepare not only for the 2019, the the prospects of uh, for 2019, but it goes beyond that, right? It goes into the uh, several years beyond. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, they they are including incoming freshmen in that every watch, and it's it's really cool. It's so slick. I mean, the the interface is user friendly. It's so awesome to see the graphics that they use. Um, I mean, they've got they've got you covered. Not only do they break down positional rankings, they also break down overall rankings. They also break down rankings per their class, so you can actually see in 2019. Oh, this guy's the you know, 21st ranked running back, but in his class, it looks like he's the fifth ranked running back that's supposed to be coming out. So, I mean, they do a really good job of that. They go over um, the player profiles, strengths and weaknesses, everything. It's really cool. Um, definitely worth worth ordering. There's there's no doubt about it. How they know about incoming freshmen. These guys just came out of high school, and the Devi department here at DFF already knows about them. That's a lot of sitting in trees and watching these guys. It's crazy. It's, but I mean, this is this is the best in the business, and it makes a really big time of year for us here at the the Dynasty Football Factory. So go check that out. Um, now that it's out, you can uh, you have easy access for it. Just go order the damn thing, and it is all yours. And you're gonna have a huge advantage in your Devi leagues going forward. And you're actually gonna have an advantage over the rest of us, the rest of them, <laughs> the rest of the world that doesn't read this thing, you're going to have that advantage over them going into the rookie draft going into next year. So definitely check that out. We also encourage you to send us all of your trades here to the Dynasty or to the Super Flexible podcast. You can send them to at Trades on Twitter. You can also send them to at Pod on Twitter to actual podcast account. And we can help get you more retweets help you get more votes help you get more comments and uh, just get more people involved in the conversation so follow both the trades account and the podcast account on twitter and uh, send the send your trades over we do not discriminate based on settings it doesn't have to be super flex we definitely get down on those but you can send us whatever you've got you can also send it to each one of us individually, and we'll also make sure it gets out as well. So Travis is at TravisNFL. James is at DFF underscore the brain. I'm at DFF Dynasty Dude. You can follow the entire Dynasty Football Factory at DFF underscore Dynasty and the entire network of podcasts here at DFF at DF underscore network. So thank you to all of our great sponsors. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song The Addiction. And once again, thank you to each and every one of you, both for listening and for all of your interactions. 
and uh, all of the uh, again the votes for the the fantasy football follows we really appreciate that if you would also do us one quick favor go rate and review the podcast Um, definitely subscribe if you haven't already those that's how we're able to get it out to more people and involve more people in the conversation and hit on more topics that are useful to you the listener again thank you for listening and until next week bye